say it isn't so. That's something that was probably being said in LA, New Orleans, in Cleveland, even in Washington. Wow, what a week in the NBA. We got a lot of guys that went down. Some stars that left their town, including Hollywood stars. And we got some special guests here to help us discuss some of this stuff. Sean, Mark, Tommy McGuan. What's up, everybody? What are you guys' reactions to this week? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Yep, you got us here for the second Stringers NBA podcast uh, with two special guests, Tommy McGuan, uh, Mark Huizar. Here to talk some basketball. Bro, come on, I'm a starter. Second stringer. <laughs> no, we're all second stringers here. Oh, Do you work for ESPN? I'm a third stringer, I, I man. I could, but I mean, uh, yeah. All right, well, Tommy said that he's a third stringer, so you guys even out to a second stringer. <laughs> yeah, I'll warm up the bench for you guys. Don't worry about me. Yeah, so Tommy McGuan's a stand-up comic in the local LA area. So, Tommy, uh, make us laugh because... Sean over here is a little bummed out. Come on, monkey, <laughs> make it good. Yeah, make us laugh. I'll, I'll try. I'll try my hardest, Alan. I'll, I'll see what I could do. It, it's hard times to laugh when when you're one of your all-star players is out for basically the rest of the season. Kevin Love. So yeah, uh, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. They're already having a bad year to begin with. True. And then we just lost. We lost the most, like, legit dude, yeah. I think, so. But we'll say this about Kevin Love, though. He's out, but he's not done. Whereas Blake Griffin, your guy, right. your guy, Sean. My guy, dude. If, dude, if you're he's... Kevin Love, though, this is a dream come true for you, man. That, you know that guy wants out of there. <laughs> There's yeah. just so much drama. Everybody, like, everybody, like, low bros him there. Everybody hoes him. Like, yeah, he, he deserves true. it. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. yeah, I think we have to start with Blake Griffin, don't we? Yeah, we have to. Uh, the Hollywood star. Out. <laughs> this is going to be probably the most painful podcast I've ever done. <laughs> hey, it was great for the organization. Okay. No, it right, was a yeah, great move. Sure. So just to break it down, <laughs> just to break it down. So Blake Griffin, he, he's now a Detroit right. Piston along with uh, Willie Reed and Bryce Johnson. Uh, the Clippers, lucky them, they get Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, Bobin Marjanovich, something like that, and a first and a second round pick. Uh, not, there you go. That's the trade. I, yeah. I got to say, man, that's, that's, that's not too bad, honestly. This is what I was afraid you would say. I, uh, <laughs> you're buying into all these, all these like, deep ESPN analysts just, like, trying to break down, like, oh, you know, like, Blake Griffin, he's... He's not a superstar player, you know. So, like, they definitely won because he's not—he's not any good. Like, he's not going to win you a championship. I don't. I don't. Well, convince, I have to agree. Convince yeah, me. that's. It's hard not to disagree. I mean, dude, the guy's a disappearing act in the fourth quarter. I mean, damn, that's rough. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I'm, did you now, did you see him make that shot against? Gosh, what who was it? It was like the two games before he got traded. It was yeah. against the Grizzlies, I think it might have been. Yeah, mm. but the way you got to look at it is the Clippers have been getting knocked out in the same round of the playoffs every year. It's kind of a change. They kind of need that change for the face of their franchise. I mean, yeah, it's hard to get rid of Blake Griffin because he's been such a vital part of your team, especially because the Clippers have been like not the greatest lately. So, mm-hmm. but at yeah, the same time, yeah. you need to, you need to start fresh. See, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. Look at <laughs> well, look at the... okay. So it's all it all comes down to the injuries. That's all it comes down yeah. to. This team on paper well, is a contender. Who? <laughs> oh. Well, okay. Look, That's a... <laughs> who? Austin Rivers? No, no. Blake Griffin. I'm They're talking contenders? about Blake Griffin. I'm talking about Patrick Beverly. I'm talking about Danilo yeah. Gallinari. Even DeAndre Jordan was out for eight games for us this year. Like we're just getting yeah. bad luck at like in like pretty much every position. And this team, when they were all healthy, we started four and zero this year. But I think the Sixers are more of a contender. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, doesn't so. make any sense. <laughs> so the morning that this trade went down, oh, not the morning, but the mid afternoon, I was listening to Marcellus Wiley on ESPN Radio and. He brought up an interesting point. He brought up that this is all a crosstown rivalry conspiracy uh, cooked up by Jerry West. What? Jerry West and Steve Palmer's ear basically what? forcing Blake Griffin out to kind of make the Lakers relevant again. No now, that's way. a stretch. 
But there is truth to that. And the truth is that Jerry West did have his hand on hand on this. Um, and it looks like Jerry West is a guy who likes to take risk. I mean, he took a risk on an 18 year old from Maryland or from Philadelphia. And that became Kobe Bryant. So Jerry West is just looking to swing for the fences. And what? I mean, he saw an opportunity to get rid of this massive contract that was given to Blake Griffin. I mean, we're looking at $35 million a year until he's 34. That was tough to swallow for the Clippers organization. No way, man. The conspiracy yeah, theories in the tough. NBA. I'm not. I, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give you that they wanted to get rid of him because of the contract. Mm -hmm. And he's injured and all that stuff. And I do think that the Clippers were a contender when they had Chris Paul. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't think so as much anymore. You know, they missed out. And it, they they never really could make it that far because of injuries. Yeah. But, then, but now it's just not worth having a guy like that who's not good in the fourth generally. You know, he has a few good games in the fourth, but he's usually not that great in the fourth quarter. He's expensive, and he's gone for most of the season. It's just it's too much money on the team. That's true. Now, I agree with you. This this pack had some time, and they had a couple years where they looked really well, but they always came up short. And, I mean, er everything in the NBA has a, has a finish line, has a deadline. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the way yeah. you got to look at it from the moral standpoint. Yeah, they did him so wrong because that guy like they did. gave his heart and soul to the mm -hmm. to the organization. He played game in game out, game out, which is why he was probably always injured. But at the same time, you kind if they felt that's the best move that they needed to make, and if they feel like they need a tank, probably get a draft pick, get some players out of the trade. Yeah, I guess. But at the same time, they still just did him really wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think you get boxed into like a weird spot because like eventually there's a time when players like that have to go on the bench, <laughs> like with with Paul Pierce. <laughs> oh, oh okay. this is where we're looking. Like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not taking, <laughs> uh, <laughs> taking like, too much I, from him. Dude, I'm saying in like five years he's gonna be on the bench. Oh, um, what? Maybe, maybe sooner. Maybe three. I don't think no so. Way. No. I mean, he's, you gotta put. This, you can't put the All Star on the bench because people are gonna be up in arms, even if he's not putting up the numbers he used Bro, to. Dirk Nowitzki still, still starts, and he's and eight, like yeah. thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the Mavericks. <laughs> yeah, let, they've won. They've lost thirty nine games. All right, let's move on from that one. I mean, let's talk about the pieces that they got back. I mean, they got Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, two great starters for one great, starter. Great's I mean, a strong word. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not great starters, but solid starters. I mean, Tobias Harris, a 25-year-old, averaging career numbers, eight, 18, five rebounds, 40% from three and 45% from the field. Um, I mean, I don't want to compare Tobias Harris and Blake Griffin, but we are looking <laughs> at Blake Griffin, who was sh only shooting uh, pretty much his second career low from the field this season. Granted, he was taking further away shots as well as he was trying to develop that aspect of his game, but... Does Tobias Harris give any um, sweetness to that wound you have right now, Sean? So, so here's my here's my thought on this. So, I will say that like, sure, Blake Griffin isn't like a LeBron or a Steph Curry mm -hmm. or Giannis or whatever. He's not Kevin Durant. He's not that special type of player. So yeah. you think, okay, sure, we can get rid of him and try to hope that we can get like the next LeBron. Yeah, sure, you have like a one percent chance of that. And then I don't yeah. buy that the Clippers are saying we're rebuilding for the future, but also we're not tanking. It's like yeah. these guys do not help us at all. You look at, okay, mm. so Tobias Harris, he plays small forward. We just, we literally got Danilo <laughs> Gallinari back the day after we trade Blake Griffin away. So now you have him, Wesley Johnson, and Tobias Harris all at small forward. You have Lou Williams, Avery Bradley now, and Austin Rivers when he comes back all at shooting guard. Well, There's mm -hmm. just no point. There's no point in getting these guys. They don't add anything. Hey, Avery Bradley plays well when he has another strong guard next to him. We saw that when he was when, where the Celtics. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. When he's yeah. playing with Isaiah, with Isaiah Thomas. Thomas, when he has another but strong Milos Teodosic isn't that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna no. say to your point, Avery Bradley. Why have Avery Bradley if you're competing for the tenth seed at the ninth seed? Essentially, like mm -hmm. Avery Bradley's the type of guy you want on your team when you're competing for that top crop um right. why 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 have a 27 year old defensive specialist who can't shoot the ball and it's probably we're probably seeing the, seeing the ceiling of his game at this point or maybe we already saw that last year in boston 
Yeah, I mean, I had high hopes for him going into this year. I drafted him. I was really stoked about it. Uh, if you guys, if you want to go back to that draft podcast we did, I was I was like raving about it, and then he ended up. I'm yeah. he's not even on my team anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's had a he's had a rough patch this year. Um, but yeah, that that point where the Clippers are essentially in the middle ground, whether are they rebuilding or are they just trying to be an all not an awful team, but just a bad team in this league. And if you're a bad team with guys like Wesley Johnson, Milos Teodostic, uh, DeAndre Jordan, Patrick Beverly, uh, that's not the way to go. I mean, these guys have somewhat hefty contracts and they're towards the, not the end, but we've essentially seen the ceiling in, in terms of what kind of players are going to be in this league. So where are you going with this? In my opinion, I actually think they traded Blake Griffin with the intention of getting Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley to use that to use. Well, Avery Bradley is an expiring contract, but use Tobias Harris as, as a potential trade bait for something else. Maybe come the summertime since he does have a easier contract and he's a better player to trade. Yeah, true. I don't know. What do you trade a, a pick? Maybe Tobias Harris and for a, another all star. Or what do you, what do you think? They probably I mean, just get could, more. They'd probably try to trade for more picks, honestly. More picks, yeah. Right. Focus on it. That's what team. I would be thinking. Yeah, you build but, a so core. So we should look at. <laughs> Sorry, what? I was saying you could build just a just trade for a um a handful of picks and see what you can build off that. I mean, look at the what the Boston Celtics have been able to do with the amount oh, of picks yeah, that true. they they got they Jason piled up for themselves. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, we have to look at the flip side of this, too. Like, how do the Pistons look now? I mean, I really don't want to say yeah, that, yeah. but, like, how do they look? What do you guys think? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I really – I think they're slightly better. I think they have a better chance of making the playoffs, but I don't think this all magically takes them from losing A games to all of a sudden winning A games and putting themselves back to where they were at the start of the season in terms of like a third seed and a fourth and a fifth seed. I think that was all just luck and bluff. Um, at the end of the day, <laughs> yep. the Clippers, the yeah, the Pistons have a lot of troubles going on and Blake Griffin isn't going to go in there and solve that. I mean, you still got Reggie Jackson on a huge contract and he's nowhere to be found. He's injured and when he is on the floor... Um, He's average at best at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think the Pistons will be pretty good this season with Blake Griffin. I think that they can make a run for the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I, I think they will make it. Um, but I don't really think that they'll make it past the first round. You know, yeah. you got, you got guys like Andre Drummond on it, who is also on my fantasy team. But, uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, just because he's a great player doesn't mean that the rest of the team, him with Blake Griffin, is going to be great, you know. And we already know Blake Griffin is known for not being healthy. So just because he's on a new team doesn't mean that he's going to finish a – do a full season as well. Mm-hmm. I will say this, though. Um, Blake Griffin moving to the Eastern Conference might actually help his career a little bit if he's able – to stay healthy because actually I was just thinking about it when you look at the front courts that he would go up against in the Eastern Conference it's actually not as strong as what you would see in the Western Conference I mean what would be his biggest competition like Joel, a Joel Embiid and a Ben Simmons maybe yeah. uh, I mean look look at what Cleveland's got Tristan Thompson and <laughs> um, Channing Fry <laughs> <laughs> Kardashian curse yeah I don't, well, what do the Indiana Pacers have You, I mean Miles Turner's Miles Turner. a nice player yeah, and not really a defensive yeah, it's, stopper. It's just the 76ers, And the Knicks, I guess you really. got Porzingis. Yeah, the 76ers, right. May, they might just be the strongest front court in the Eastern Conference. Um, mm-hmm. And Ben Simmons is not essentially a... I mean, he's a big guy, but he's not really Play a DeMarcus Cousins type dude. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, I, I definitely think that Detroit is a playoff team with Blake Griffin, even losing, like, the little bit of depth pieces that they had. Um, just because mm-hmm. the East is weaker, like the superstars mm-hmm. can just feast more on the average players. Yeah. So what what do we all what's the consensus here? Or is there one? Um who got the better end of this trade here? In my opinion, it's uh it's hard to say, but um I actually think uh the Pistons are coming out as a slightly better team from this trade, so I'd say they won. Um, but it, I guess the pieces are yet to be seen to see what Tobias Harris 
turns out to be either a traitor, he actually ends up being a franchise player at some no. point. <laughs> <laughs> Even no. those draft picks, man, you never know. <laughs> Next upcoming drafts. Yeah, so that's, that's the thing, too. We're getting their first round draft pick, and they're going to make the playoffs, probably. That's like, yeah. what, 17th, 18th? How, like, what exactly. are the odds that we get someone good with that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think the Pistons got the better end of the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously in three years, maybe maybe the Clippers will have someone who develops really well or they get someone from the lottery. But that's what it is. It's a lottery. There's no guarantee that it'll be good. Putting Blake Griffin on your team guarantees that it'll make it a good team. So I think that that'll make a, an, an impact. So yeah. I think so that could is, help. Is Detroit the new Lob City? No, but no. <laughs> who's, who's no. lobbing? The real questions right there, man. Is That's the the new, real I, yes, dude, ready to see some dunks. <laughs> if they can lob it to each other, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's go out to New Orleans right here, uh, who's a town that's not celebrating Mardi Gras. Essentially, they're <laughs> mourning for DeMarcus Cousins, their big guy. I mean, hell, man, DeMarcus Cousins has earned my respect. He's been a top 10 player for a couple years now. And this just this just sucks because he's uh. been a guy who's been known for consistency in terms of like his health. And he just goes out big. And this this is terrible out with the. Achilles injury really on a non-confrontational play either basically just hustling for a rebound and things just didn't work out his Achilles way yeah late in the game against the Rockets uh he misses a free throw and goes to try to bat the ball out of Reese's hands and he just lands kind of weird it it's just a freak thing it was awful and like, yeah. they actually ended up winning that game against the Rockets so like they were starting to like figure it out too they were getting the uh, I think they were six games above 500 at that point. So, man, yep. it's brutal. Yeah, sitting at the yeah. sixth seed, they're in a great spot. I mean, things look, seem to be looking up for them. But, yeah, they essentially lose a guy who averages 25 points and 12 rebounds. This is going to be tough for them to basically fill in the gaps with. Uh, and that's the thing. When the team loses a superstar, the thing is their backup is usually not very good <laughs> and then yeah. and then you lose that backup and then what are you left with you're left with guys that are going to have to be forced to play out of position or you're going to have to dig deep into that roster or into the g league because um alexis anija would have been one of the backups and he's out uh dante cunningham first game replacing demarcus cousins in the starting lineup leaves the game early with an injury so that left them with amir asik uh that's a big name you probably haven't heard Uh, he did really well with the rockets (laughs) several years ago yeah and he hasn't seen an nba game in two years probably but they 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 were there were they had no choice but to play omar asik and um things didn't really go their way but I guess for the Pelicans, in a way, they're actually playing a dude who's owed um, ten million for the next every every year for the next three years, so thirty million left um, on his contract. Amir Sikh has ten million on his contract, or he's what? being paid ten million this year, next year as wow. well, and then that third year, I think it bumps up to eleven point five. So whatever that math adds up Jeez. to, what thirty two, thirty. Wow. Yeah. I want that contract. <laughs> Talk about bad I want, decisions. I can sit on a bench. <laughs> Hey, yeah, hey, let dude. me get that guy's agent. I could probably make some money in the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> I want someone who will fight for me the way that his agent does. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So what's the thought here? Are we goals. seeing the Pelicans in the playoffs, or is this or is this the end? Is this the silver lining that Utah Jazz needed to sneak their way in there? Ooh, that's a question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pelicans suck. Clippers suck. Uh <laughs> Wow, Kings going all the way. It's not like the Jazz are like good. They're not. They're not gonna be an above (laughs) five hundred team. No. Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. Lakers. Are we we putting the Lakers back in this? Is the eighth seed gonna end up being like the ball way? (laughs) Ball control. Eighth seed gonna be like. Slowly but surely, things are happening to help the Lakers come back into relevance. No. Are we actually saying that? (laughs) No. No, we're not. We're not. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not going with that. No, I, I, I think (laughs) the Pelicans have a chance of maybe holding off. Um. I mean, they got a somewhat tough schedule. They got, I think I did the math. I think I said 16, 16 games of 16 of the remaining games are against playoff teams. So a little bit over half mm-hmm. of their games that are left are against playoff teams. Uh, 
the real tricky situation is just that front court there uh that Mirotic trade had that gone through that would have helped them out a lot but in this yeah. case uh i wish it went through but in this case without it they're looking fairly thin up there and they're gonna lose a lot of games due to that yeah yeah Miritich would have been a huge addition um to help replace demarcus cousins because you know Miracic isn't gonna do much for them <laughs> yeah yeah they just got Miritich sitting on the bench right he's inactive for the bulls huh yeah they're trying to trade him so yeah, they're not so playing they're him. not playing him yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of messed up. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, we understand that this game is your life, but... Yeah. Does he, we're trying to... he probably still gets paid, though, yeah? Yeah, he probably still okay. gets paid, but I mean, at the oh, same yeah. time, he, he's... It's like a paid vacation. Yeah, <laughs> you're in an awkward spot, too. Yeah, so Miratek, that trade almost went through, but apparently it uh, it hit a dead stand with Miratek refusing to want to accept the trade to go to New Orleans because, well, he just didn't get any reassurance that they were pick up his player option but god the pelicans were so close to getting rid of that a c contract yeah. and also finding their front court replacement but here they're now they're left to play with essentially pennies i guess oh. <laughs> to try to finish their try to finish this season off and still make the playoffs yeah honestly i'm pretty bummed about what had happened with cousins because when that when the the duo of davis and cousins first uh, met up last year <laughs> i was really excited to see that because those are two of my favorite players to watch play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they finally started figuring it out and getting the ball rolling. And it was like really exciting basketball. And then Cousins is just down. So I do still think that they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be messy. It's going to be dirty. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty close. I mean, the Jazz are clearly not a great team. But it's hard to deny the fact that they did just whoop the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, that's point right. win. That's right. Thirty points. You can't just. Bro- I mean, if it was like a two-point game, you'd be like, "That happens." But they <laughs> spanked them. You know. Uh, yeah. So you can't just brush that under the rug. That was pretty eye-opening. Hey, right there. I bet they wish that game was worth at least two, <laughs> two wins or something. Maybe three. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now they're yeah. they're three and a half games away from the eight seed, so they still got some climbing to do. But yeah, I mean it's not mathematically impossible. I guess the math still is in their favor. Yeah, at I, least in terms of I, yeah, po- could, probability. You gotta think. Could be done. One of the, one of these like one of these teams is gonna make a move. Like the Pelicans are very likely to make a move by the trade deadline, which could help them. Okay. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. in honor of my boy Aaron Potts, couldn't be here tonight. Had some stuff to take care of. If you're the Pelicans, you trade DeMarcus Cousins for Kevin Love <laughs> and that first round pick, and you draft Trey Young. Oh, they wouldn't. That's a bold move, <laughs> no man. No one's taking Cousins anymore. He's yeah. broken. Yeah, so is Kevin yeah, Love. His... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Kevin Love don't want to be at the Kevin Love don't want to be at the Cavs. Maybe that works. Yeah. They're already talking about, <laughs> yeah. they're already talking about trading either Davis or Cousins. Yeah. Or they're open to that <laughs> so why money. not get kevin love on on the new team yeah, could you be make a, it davis's team again <laughs> the first like trade yeah. ever where then both you guys get, are out then for you got season. the first overall pick <laughs> yeah there you, you go. can pick anybody <laughs> that'd be great for the pelicans that'd be a good deal yeah, yeah it's i'd not, be happy with cousins it's not a cast. stretch anymore like <laughs> the first podcast we came that was a stretch because <laughs> there was not much to offer but now that's totally not a stretch you put you put cousin a healthy cousins on the calves they're they're a super team again, and once they just figure gotta out wait till next all, their, year. all their drama, yeah, just yeah, but gotta you got to wait till next year. Yeah, assuming yeah, assuming tough. LeBron is still there. Okay, but if Cousins goes to the Cavs, you don't think LeBron would stay? I don't I think know. That'd be, I mean, I, I wouldn't wait be. around for a dude with an Achilles injury. I mean, he it's not even guaranteed he'd be back at. Yeah, he he even might even miss some point. of next year. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he that, could. That's a good point. It'd be like an Isaiah. That changes Thomas people's careers, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a career-changing yeah. injury they were talking about. Like, like when Shaq tore his Achilles, he did he come back or no? He retired. He wanted to deal with that stuff. He was like, "I'm out of yeah, here, man." He's, he's like, "Dude, screw that." <laughs> yeah, I'm the not jumping on a treadmill. Is connected to my heel. <laughs> Yeah. But Forget hey, we uh, yeah, we we got a lot more to cover, so we're gonna we're gonna keep this train moving. Uh, John yeah. Wall, 
over to, to Alan's boy, John Wall, out two months yeah. uh, to undergo a knee procedure of some sort. Uh, they yeah, said to, so... to clean it out, whatever that means. Uh, he probably right. had liquid built up. <laughs> uh, okay. Liquid so this is a weird thing. He basically had knee soreness. Um, the Washington Wizards uh, training staff, their medical staff, essentially just asked him to take time off. They did some rehab on it. John Wall came back, still was dealing with soreness, playing through it, and had his doubts. So he actually flew out to Cleveland to see a personal doctor of his to get a second opinion on it. Oh, man. Um, and, this, and this was the second opinion that he got. So there's some funky stuff going on in the NBA this year in terms of, and even, I guess, last year with Isaiah Thomas, and where players aren't really trusting the opinions of their, their team's medical staff. But I guess I that's, mean, another discu- that's for another discussion. Yeah, you can say that about any sport, though. I mean, um, for example, mm-hmm. not trying to go off topic, but look at with Cam Newton when he collapsed on the field after getting hit in the head, and his staff was like, oh, yeah, you're going to finish the game. It's like, oh, yeah. these guys are probably paid to do that. Same thing NBA. They probably gave him a cortisone shot to the knee and were like, yeah, you're good. <laughs> go out there. Yeah. You're ready yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, this is John Wall, though, man. I had high hopes for him and his squad, the Washington Wizards, but this year has just not really been their year. No. Uh, John Wall goes out after averaging 19 and 9 this season, but he might be back. Unfortunately, though, by the time he comes back, they're looking at at best, or they still got. And so the best looking situation is he comes back midway in March and they'll still have maybe 10 to 12 regular season games. But at worst, he comes back and they have maybe five, six regular season games. So he's not really going to be much of a game changer in terms of seeding. But I mean, this team is going to have to hold on in the same way the Pelicans are going to have to hold on uh, to get a good playoff position because if they lose the fifth seed, man, we might be looking at a first round exit for the Washington Wizards this year. I'm going to say I don't think the Wizards are the real deal. They play they play to the level of their opponent. I feel like they're more about their players are more about getting the stats than they are actually about getting the wins and it shows when they play when they play bad teams they play bad. When they play good teams they play they play good or well. Mm-hmm. But I that's why I think they're either way even if they're a higher seed they're going to have an early exit in the playoffs. I feel like they're going to get upset just because just for that reason, they just play up to the level of whoever they're playing against, and it just shows there's too many egos in the locker room. It shows there's too many egos on the court. So yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm I agree. Not the real deal. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. You know, the one night they'll go out and beat one of the top teams in the NBA, then the next night they'll lose pretty badly to the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> it, it just seems like there's a lack of focus. Yeah, I mean, that dynamic between Bradley Beal and John Wall has been something that's always been questioned. And Order Porter Jr., he got that big contract, but sometimes he shows up and sometimes he doesn't. Uh, So the Washington Wizards are looking at 18 of their next 30 games against playoff teams. They got to take some of those, at least 16, to maintain that that position they're currently in. Um, What do you think? Do any of you guys think this Washington Wizards team stays as the fifth seed, or are we seeing them drop down to the eighth and seventh? I'm going. They have to drop. Yeah, you lost. No like you lost mm-hmm. your your biggest name player. Even though Bradley Beal, he's probably the guy that you can consider your best player this year. The way John Wall's been mm-hmm. playing, most likely because of the knee. Um, but yeah. yeah, Otto Porter is not earning his money. You brought you brought him up no. just now. This this guy. Mm-hmm. This is your time right. to show I'm worth 25 million a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's being outplayed at times by Kelly Oubre Jr. sometimes. <laughs> <Hey>. uh, <laughs> right. What's going on there, man? Uh, so Cleveland, of course, something's always got to go happen there. Kevin Love, man, just another bad seed. And what could essentially be the end of LeBron James's time in Cleveland. Ooh. I don't know. I guess it all depends on the response to this because don't, don't say it. Don't this, tell is, it. this is just the last thing. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers needed their most consistent guy, the dude who's willing to take more shit from the team than anybody else on that squad. Kevin Love out six to eight weeks with a broken hand. Really unfortunate here, but the upside is actually 19 of their next 30 games are actually against non-playoff teams. So they got a, they're, they're going towards the softer side of their schedule. But, I mean, as we've seen Cleveland play so far this season, they've looked anything but consistent or decent in terms of their defensive rating or really anything yeah. at times. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can just see the tension there. I mean, it it's pretty obvious when Isaiah Thomas doesn't even come out for the team introduction when they called him out as a starter. Yeah. He didn't even go out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and there's just a bunch of bickering going on between them. You see LeBron hoeing everybody on the side on the sideline when clearly everybody yeah. can see he's little broing everybody. There's just a lot of there's just a lot more going on there that's just not spoken or not seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy, these are your guys, man. What what do you think? Is it is it done? Dude. Dude, it's done. <laughs> this is done. This is what I've been saying <laughs> for the longest time. I'm not a LeBron James fan. I'm a Cavs fan. <laughs> LeBron James brings drama and terror wherever he goes. <laughs> look at look at Chris Bosh. When he was on the Heat, Chris Bosh was a beast. You you had him with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, and Chris Bosh would still put up like 15 and like eight a night. Solid numbers when you're with two of the greatest scorers at that time. And people would just pick on him. They'd look at Mario Chalmers. They talked <laughs> about Mario Chalmers like he was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a grown man. <laughs> and LeBron James in interviews after Kyrie won the game would say, Oh, the kid did good. <laughs> the kid What are you talking about? Kid? Get out of here. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Three NBA champions, what, seven straight finals, six straight final appearances? Hey, that I mean yeah. anybody would want that. <laughs> I, I maybe I don't know. Is it worth it? All those all those hours and hours of him ta- talking down to you. He's got to be talking down to. Yeah, him. but that's what happens you know, when you're the best it? player in the world. Have you never seen any of Kobe's <laughs> practice interviews? Oh man? yeah, dude. Kobe that's would true. talk. Yeah, <laughs> Kobe, <laughs> have you seen that video of him and Nick Young when he's like, "Wait, this is how y'all are playing? Yeah. <laughs> you guys play like a bunch <laughs> oh, of no, sissies out there." <laughs> This is why yeah. we're losing games. I can't even imagine the abuse he'd give Sasha Vujicic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sasha Vujicic, dude. This is why you're the fake or Kobe. Jeremy Kobe Lin Kobe. when he was on that squad. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Kevin Love, bad, bad, bad stuff here. And, I mean, who you're replacing him with? Well, Channing Fry, Jeff Green, or Jay oh, Crowder are your choices heads. here. Next uh, <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I do that? like <laughs> Channing Fry getting more more uh, time because mm-hmm. I think that the way that – because Channing Fry is a great three-point shooter. Okay. So having him out there, he can space the floor out a little bit more, you know, give Tristan Thompson a little bit more time under the rim, mm-hmm. uh, have LeBron attack it. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is actually pretty good at attacking the rim as well, even though he's short. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, you can do that. He's about as tall yeah. as me. <laughs> yeah. So I th- – I think having Channing Fry putting a big man on the, you know, on the three-point line, I think that that can help. But at the same time, is not Kevin Love. It's like, it's like apples to oranges. Yeah, who's gonna defend? Who's gonna actually rebound the ball? I mean, yeah, can, exactly. can Channing Fry right. even play more than thirty minutes? I don't know. <laughs> he's not. He's not a rebounder he either. He can shoot the three yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. He is shoots it, and runs away. Yeah, their, their league worst defense might get even worse now. Yeah, Ugh. might have to come up with a new metric for them. <laughs> G League defense. Yeah, G League defense. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, someone else defense might be dropping off. Andre Roberts <laughs> ruptured his patella tendon. Oh, that just looked really awful. I, I didn't see that injury. It, it looked pretty bad, you're saying? Yeah, I'm, it's like, it's it was just weird because when you see it happen in real life, it's like you almost... Your mind can't like really realize what's going on, oh. and then you see the replays, and you're just like, "Oh Jesus!" Oh my God! <laughs> I haven't seen the photo. I'm gonna look. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. This sounds pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah. I'll, but I'll... Andre Robertson is out. Um, this is a guy who helped this Thunder team maintain a fifth in defensive rating throughout the season. At one point, they were the third highest defensive rated team. But now that he's in the time that he was out when he missed earlier this season, the Thunder dropped all the way to number 15 in defensive rating. So a drop in roughly 10, 10 positions. Oh, wow. So Andre Robertson, a key anchor to that team, despite being a dude that's only averaging five points a game. Um, and in his place, you got Jermai Grant. Yeah. And then, what do you uh, think, Sean? Is this the end for OKC's chances at home court advantage in the first round? Um, Probably. And, it, you know, it's, it's honestly, it doesn't hurt their chances of upsetting somebody in the first round, though, that they have to play against because you still have mm-hmm. all the star power there. 
Um, I don't see yeah. Jeremy Grant really being that guy. I think someone else that's going to have to step up is going to be uh, the young guy, Ter- Terrence Ferguson. Mm, Terrence Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, yeah, he, he had a few good games uh, earlier in the season. And uh, I, I'd really look to him, honestly, over Grant to be that replacement in the starting lineup. Um, yeah. Not They haven't gone that direction yet, but I feel like he has more upside. But we'll have to see. Yeah, I agree with you. He's 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 sort of, he looks a lot better scoring the ball, and he's a little bit longer. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see. I think what it's going to come down to is you're going to see a lot of swapping between those two guys. Um, and God, who else is there? There's just really nobody there. They you got have, uh, Alex Abrinas. Yeah, Abrinas. I was about to say <laughs> <laughs> that guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, let's see what what ends up there. Um, in my opinion, that yeah, this hurts their chances. They were only half a game away, also yeah, from the they fourth were, they seed. Yeah, they were climbing, so. man. I mean, we'll yeah, see. they were right there. They, like, we'll see if like they're if they start losing games because of Roberson being out. Like on paper, mm-hmm. you're not you're like, oh, Roberson. Like they could probably survive without him. But if their defensive ratings already dropped this much uh, without him mm-hmm. there, then uh, that might actually be yeah, a surprising amount of impact that they lost with him. Yeah, and yeah. essentially that's what they were riding on when they were going through all those offensive problems and team chemistry issues. They were like, well, at least we got defense. And then the thing you're falling back on is kind of like taken out from under your feet. Oh, mm-hmm. well, let's see how they react. But uh, here's another random name that you found here well, or just suffered yeah, a horrendous so, injury. Tell us about this. Yeah, I mean, we're ta- we're on the topic of gruesome injuries with Roberson. This one uh, might even top it. Uh, Gordon Hayward-esque injury to Isaiah Kanan on the Phoenix Suns tonight. Um, just was driving to the basket and then like got up really high, came down full force, just on planted on one foot, and it just snapped from underneath him. And it, oh. it, it, yeah, his his fractured left ankle just like completely oh. out of position. It was one of those things that's like, oh, maybe he'll be okay. He rolls over and his foot's in the opposite yeah. direction. You're just like, oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, you just see, like, all the players <laughs> reacting, like, like it happened, like, with what Gordon Hayward happened almost exactly. Like, and he's mm-hmm. just sitting yeah. there, like, he's staying pretty calm. Like, almost, like, blown yeah. away, like, what just happened to him. Like, adrenaline. It's the probably. shock. Yeah, just the shock of it. And, yeah, they carted him off. He's, yeah, it's going to be pretty much the same thing with him. It's yeah. awful. Yeah, he had he had the tears coming down his face, but like honestly, at that point, I don't even feel like it was from the pain or the injury. It's just like, damn, I'm hurt. I'm out now. Like, yeah, I can't like, play anymore. Right. Like it's your whole yeah. season. It's not not just their season. Is how you have to look at it. Like that's literally their life. And, like they just saw <laughs> yeah. their life end yeah. for a while, and it's like yeah. all this yeah. hard work that you put in in the off season to get to that level, and then all of a sudden it's all taken away from underneath you, literally. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, that's tough. Yeah, brutal. All right. If I if even if I didn't feel it, if I saw my ankle like twisted like that too, I would just start. Crying. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like completely. If, if like the adrenaline was still like rushing it off, but I saw that, I'd be like, no, Robin, no. <laughs> yeah, just awful. Yeah, I hope I hope he can come back next season sometime. Hopefully, hopefully rehab can go well for him, and that it was a clean tear that it can uh, recover quickly. Yeah, man, bro, that thing was sideways, dude. This was a terrible week. <laughs> that thing was this... sideways yeah. and backwards, dude. What the heck happened this week, man? These injuries are awful. I'm telling yeah, you. I guess it's just like it's the middle of the season. Um, guys have been playing for a lot. Maybe some dudes get a little bit lazy in terms of like keeping themselves mm-hmm. maintenance work. Um, but then again, I mean, this is obviously not. I'm Isaiah Ken didn't get injured for forgetting to stretch before the game here. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, not just at a little all. bit of bad luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, um, but hopefully the, that's the longest injury report we ever have to do on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. I hope so. But on a brighter note, Jabari Parker, dude who's torn his ACL twice now in his NBA career, has now medically been cleared to come back and return this Friday against the Knicks. And he comes back to a red-hot Milwaukee Bucks team who's just fresh out of firing their own coach. <laughs> but somehow... There you go. Have, yeah, have found ways to win. And they couldn't... Jabari Parker couldn't have come at a better time for this team. They still got some games to sort of figure him out back into the rotation. And, I mean, this could be a bright side to for them. 
as teams go down, like the Washington Wizards, they climb up. So, hey, mm-hmm. this is good for these guys. Yeah, I mean, it's sure it's going to be a, a crowded uh, backcourt with him, Brogdon, and Bledsoe, and Middleton, and all those guys. But mm-hmm. I think I like Jabari Parker. Just He's such a talent, man. Like They'll definitely figure out mm-hmm. how to make him work. Maybe Jason Kidd couldn't have, but I think I think Joe Prunty will figure it out. <laughs> you got it with Jabari uh, yeah. Parker, man. He's just too good not to have him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He's too. Yeah. He's too well of an asset to just let, kind of just let him fizzle out. I mean, he's your second round pick a couple, or your second pick a couple years ago. But the Milwaukee Bucks are sitting right now at the seventh seed, half a game away from the sixth seed, um, and half a game away also from the fifth seed, which is the Washington Wizards. So go. really, <laughs> it's not going to take much for them to really jump them. And the yeah. Miami Heat, who have a was just a one game lead, so that little that little middle part in the standings is a little bit crowded, and there's not much separation between these teams. So Milwaukee is knocking on that door. Yeah, they'll probably be there by next week. Yeah, probably. But uh, another yeah. another guy who's made an appearance. I bet you hadn't heard this name in a while. Is Markel Fultz? <laughs> Where the hell was he? Uh, practicing behind a curtain, but apparently he just he. <laughs> He recently just tweeted, though, you can't trust anyone. And why did he tweet that? Well, the speculation is that during a Sixers game, uh, the play-by-play man, Mark Jones and Doris Burke, had, Doris Burke had an on-air conversation basically mentioning that Brett Brown, the 76ers coach, had told him that he thinks with Fultz there might be some mental uh, problems going on, sort of lack of confidence, um, and, um, and he might be having some psychosomatic issues, which in other words, I guess, is just... You're mental just not problems. mentally there. Yeah. yeah, you're just having wow. some mental problems. I don't know, wussing out or something like that. Who knows? <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, wow. but later he comes out and he defends himself, basically stating that Markel's false injury has been well documented. I have talked about this hundreds and hundreds of times. The story hasn't wavered once. His shot has been affected by the injury. We're trying to reclaim it. There are times when he rises up to shoot that doesn't feel, and he doesn't feel a bite and it affects him. It's really that simple. So... Who's right in this? Who knows? But obviously, Markel Fultz was a little hurt by this. Yeah, what well, do you guys think of this? Well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing like what we're talking about, like possibly like John Wall need, needing his uh, knee drained. What the thing was with Markel Fultz is his shoulders needed to get drained. And like apparently he wasn't able to lift his arms very high above his head without immense pain, which is why he wasn't shooting threes when he was actually playing on the Sixers. It was too sharp, of, too, too painful. I mean, you look at the guy in college clearly has a great mid-range jump shot clearly can shoot he clearly could ball just when you watch him practice he has like this awful shooting form and you can tell it's more than just mental if you can shoot a ball Mm -hmm. you can shoot a ball like and it's kind of Mm -hmm. that's kind of something you don't want to hear especially from your coach the person that's supposed to be encouraging you supposed to be firing Mm -hmm. firing you up getting you wanting to play for them this guy's over here just talking all this behind your back selected you first overall and you're supposed to quote unquote trust his process but the guy doesn't even believe in you makes you makes you not confident even if the coach is saying he's not confident maybe it's the coach's fault maybe it's just mm-hmm. not a good fit for Fultz yeah what an awful way for the 76ers to start um, this young star's NBA career I mean and like heck his first year into he still got three more years to go maybe we see Brett Brown getting it fired eventually over all this who i don't really know i mean obviously you don't trade away a piece like markel fultz no so yeah. what's going on here with the 76ers <laughs> i just think they don't know what to do they just have the bat they just have <laughs> terrible personnel for the situation mm-hmm. they're in they, they're mm-hmm. clearly inexperienced and if you're just gonna i don't even know what psychosomatic really means but if you're just gonna <laughs> fall back on saying oh yeah he's just weird you know <laughs> we don't know what to do he's just a weirdo like that yeah good, good luck getting him to become an all-star for you yeah yeah um yeah, and it's a shame oh, yeah. because he's like essentially a key piece to that core that that they hope crossing their fingers will will become in a cha- will become a championship contending team in a couple years which signs are pointing that in their favor in that case but Hey, well, this might this is going to be a turning point for them. We might be talking about, hey, remember when the 76ers messed up on Markel Fultz and now he's yeah. with the Portland Trailblazers kicking ass <laughs> or some other team? <laughs> I I googled psychosomatic. Literally, it just means internal <laughs> conflict. 
Oh. According to Webster right. Dictionary. So basically, this guy said, uh-huh. ah, that's a him problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's a Fultz problem. Let him deal with it. Like, that's something he's going to have to figure out instead of assisting him. He's just over here just just talking down on him and not being very supportive. And yeah. if he is having mental problems, like, help him out. Don't go talking <laughs> bad about him. Like, you do everything you yeah. can. You see he's a first overall pick potential. You fix him. You don't. You don't waste mm-hmm. your time talking about him. You you go out there. You do everything you could to get this guy healthy again. And if he is having mental issues, get him a sports psychologist. Do everything <laughs> in your power. It's a million, maybe even billion dollar organization. <laughs> get get the kid some help. <laughs> you yeah. Can get, yeah, you can get it for free. Cal Poly yeah. Pomona bookstore has free sports psychology. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like it's that simple. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, moving on from there, who doesn't need a sports psychologist is the who does need a sports psychologist might be the defenders that James Harden has been crossing <laughs> over night in and night out, especially going 60, 10 and 11 with four steals against the Magic on Tuesday. Pans down probably one of the better best performances of the week we've had on this show. Or yeah, probably the best performance to date this NBA season, a 60 point triple double. Oh, yeah. oh man, unheard of. Yeah, the first ever triple double with sixty points included in that, like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And like all like all the other NBA players were like <laughs> getting them on social media, just like man, that was freaking amazing. But uh, on top of this, this also just shows how terrible Alfred Payton is. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred Payton is one of the worst players, and his hair's stupid, and he is terrible. Hey, bro, it looks like the weekend. Tell us how you really <laughs> It's It's like he's his face is like the opposite of James Harden's. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all so, top. But, bro, Harden oh, was getting, man. like, double covered, getting chased, but he, he turned everything into a layup. I was impressed watching the full highlights of that because I was just like, wow. Literally just looks mm-hmm. like a walk in the park, couple euro steps here and there. Yeah. Everything was just literally literally a drive and just toss it up. He's just so composed when driving the ball. He's so relaxed and taking his shots. It's just it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't forget that Alfred Payton at one time had the Orlando Magic as the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. For about four weeks. <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that It was not because of him. It was in spite of him. Yeah, that's true. He was he was gone for most of that. But that's so yeah. funny now that we think back. Like, they were the number one seed at one point to start this season. And now mm-hmm. they're getting 60 points dropped on them by what essentially is the MVP of this league. I mean, what do you think? Is this, is this sealing the deal here? Is this closing the book on the MVP uh, race? I would say so. I think James Harden has been putting up the most consistently good numbers this entire season. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one... He's put up multiple 40-point games, multiple triple-doubles, and then Four. with him on the field, on the court, they're doing great. And then you match him with Chris Paul, and then what's the win streak with them? It's like, uh, what, it's like I think they just lost. That Pelicans game was like their only loss when they all play together. Yeah. And, yeah. And so when you just like start to mesh, like when he can play well with all these other great players, that's when you're like, okay, this guy is uh, – just absolutely gonna be a huge star in the playoffs this year i'm putting money on it james harden yeah i mean he's pretty celtics he pretty much did raise his stock by a lot with this performance i'm not ready to close the book just yet and there's still maybe let's see how lebron let's see how lebron responds to this whole kevin love thing but wait tommy did you did you say that you thought that he's gonna go through the Warriors? Is that what is that what I heard? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been saying it for two years uh, that the Rockets are gonna beat the Warriors. Oh man, I don't know. Dude, I'm so tired of the Warriors. Chris Paul, <laughs> James Harden, Clint Capella, Eric Gordon. These guys are gonna take them past the Warriors. Oh, so man, Mon- I, what's his name? A Labube Monte is gonna shut Ma- down Kevin Durant? <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, dude, all day. <laughs> Baba Mute? No, Kevin Durant's going to yeah. do what he does. There's nothing you can really do about yeah, but that. But so is F- James Harden, and he's going to do it better. Status Curry back at it again. You got Kevin Durant playing uh-uh. so consistent. Yeah, that, 
They do have Swaggy P this year, so that probably brings them down a little bit. <laughs> brings them yeah. down. Sure. Adding Swaggy P just devalues the team by at least a whole, <laughs> one whole a whole P. One whole P. <laughs> yeah. One whole P they have dropped. Yeah, but James, what I was going to say too, yeah, it was like, hey, you never know. Steph Curry and Durant could sneak back into that MVP conversation at some point this season. The Warriors finally got their full lineups back, so they're looking good. What's Curry? But, I mean, James Harden like for sure raised his right stock. Now? Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been going I don't, off. No one, no one on the Warriors can be the MVP because they're too overshadowed mm-hmm. by each other. That's cheating. It's like you can have co-MVPs. <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> 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 they don't deserve that. You know how you know how they win MVP? Huh? By winning the championship. That's yeah. the only. Yeah, way the they can win can the win MVP. finals yeah. MVP. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but another good best performance, man. This guy, their team, his team keeps losing, and they're probably one of the other more underwhelming teams in the league this year. But Dwight Howard has kind of had a resurgence in his career and put up another great performance. <laughs> 18 points, 15 rebounds, 7 blocks, 10 for 14 from the free throw line. Man, that's Dwight Howard right there. That's a good-ass yeah. game for this guy. <laughs> yeah, 10 for 14 from free throw is honestly the most impressive part of this. Yeah. <laughs> right? This is yeah. Dwight Howard we're talking about, man. This guy was like 50% like a few years ago. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Mark's still, Mark's still a little yeah. upset about the whole Laker thing. Dwight Howard. Oh. <laughs> Dwight Howard. I, I like seeing him doing well. It's, it's tough seeing a great player just get hurt and just keep doing more and more, like just getting doing terrible games and not playing well. So it's good to see him turn around and finally – see him playing like he used to i like it yeah he's not quite a prime orlando magic dwight howard but he's certainly a lot better than houston rockets la lakers <laughs> yeah. atlanta hawks let's see what other teams that's right yeah yeah see he's sort of almost became an irrelevant name despite being a like a top a top five player at one point in the league but yeah he's uh yeah. resurging unfortunately for him the charlotte hornets are probably going to stay where they are, which is basically the 11th seed, 10th seed right now in the East. 11th seed. Yeah, I don't see them really making any big moves before the trade deadline either. They don't really have the pieces to do. I know they're trying to shop Kemba Walker, but we haven't seen anything happen with that. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to let go of Kemba Kemba Walker unless somebody's willing to take that. The Nicholas Batum contract or the Michael Kidd Gilchrist Mm -hmm. contract that they gave out. Or even maybe Dwight Howard. They're probably trying to package him up with Dwight Howard as well, who's also still owed, like, who's still getting paid, like, $25 million a year for at least the next three years as well. Yeah, Michael Jordan was saying that he would never give Kemba Walker up for anything but another all-star. But, I mean, what all-star wants to go to, wants to go play for Michael Jordan, man? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know about that. We got... We got my boy Lou Williams <laughs> playing some awesome basketball. I got snubbed from the All-Star game. Not snubbed. <laughs> Put up 40 points, 10 assists, 4 steals in All-Star fashion. Uh, Friday's win against the Grizzlies back when we still had Blake Griffin. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. This dude balls, but, you know, maybe he won't ball as much now that his friend Blake is gone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Lou can play. Lou can play. Um, but how about Giannis? Giannis onto McCambo. He uh he saw that James Harden was having a big night, so he needed to follow it up himself with 41, 13, and seven. Um, with only one turnover this whole game, Giannis. I don't know, man. He's playing with some rage. Perhaps he's still a little bit bitter about Jason Kidd, or or he's trying to just um show that the Milwaukee Bucks aren't going to go into irrelevancy just because they lost their former head coach. Uh, but they're on yeah. this good winning streak, and a lot of it has to do yeah. with this guy right here. That's what I love about Giannis, though. That guy plays with such intensity and such attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, when you watch him play, like, he plays very, very aggressively. He comes off as yeah. if he always has a chip on his shoulder and something to prove. He plays like he's not a top player in the league, and that's what that's what I like about it. Like, he plays as if, like, no one recognizes that he's a top player. That's something yeah. I like about, like, players like him. Russ, those guys just always go every single game. They go hard. They always ball out. I mean, you're a liar if you said every single night that you watch ESPN highlights or any sort of highlights, you don't see a Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> Overly aggressive, try hard dunk. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, he's... yeah. 
He's a he's a great player, man. Yeah. Well, what about LeBron James over here going 26, 10, and 11 and trying to outbeat James Harden? He got himself a quadruple double <laughs> with 11 turnovers. Yes, for the best, yeah. the best worst performance of the week, LeBron James uh, with, the, with the juicy 11 turnovers to go with that triple double. He's trying to carry, man. He's trying too hard, but he, yeah. he kind of has to. Yeah. Definition he, of put the team on my back. LeBron is making himself into like – a sort of villain in the league like more and more every yeah. year like it, it started when he went to the heat but like every year since then it's like now he's like the puppet master and like tyron lu just looks like a sad dog when he like talks to lebron he is a sad dog. <laughs> yeah <laughs> looks like a sad dog. it's a tough situation uh, right now in cleveland for sure LeBron's but uh player. how about the west performers of the week you got uh you got your boy Lou Williams here, Sean. What yeah. happened, man? He went from one extreme <laughs> well, to the next. Well, I mean, I can tell you what happened. I can tell you that Blake Griffin got traded. This, <laughs> this, I watched I, I watched this game. This was this was uh, Tuesday's loss to the Blazers. Uh, the day after Blake Griffin got traded, the whole team just mm-hmm. looked so sad. Like there was no energy. Yeah. It was a home game. Like the fans weren't into it. Like the players weren't into it. Like the only guy that was really Clipper Daryl probably wasn't there. No, Clipper Daryl's always into it, but <laughs> Montrez Harrell was like the only player trying hard, and like everyone else was just like feeling mm. sorry for themselves. Lou Williams, though, I mean, he he tried in that he was shooting yeah. a lot. He's twenty six field goals. He missed <laughs> he missed sixteen in a row at one point. Hey, wow. Kobe said he'd rather go one for nine than zero for seven because that means he never stopped shooting. He never stopped trying. <laughs> fair. Fair, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this was this was terrible. It, it was so sad to watch. Yeah, I mean, in his defense, though, you're looking at Blake Griffin attempting 12 shots, 12 to 15 shots a game himself. So you lose him. So who's taking those shots? You know, so yeah, right. Yeah, what that's are you gonna what I'm give Johnson twelve shots? No way. <laughs> yeah, so you got to give it. Somebody's got to shoot it. Yeah, even sadder here. I think this is worse. You got Josh Jackson going a nice zero for thirteen, rocking the donut. That, that's like Yikes. both sides of the Kobe effect. You, <laughs> you shot a lot, but you missed yeah. everything. Uh, yeah. He was able to get two free throws, four rebounds, and a turnover uh, in twenty-two minutes. Hey, efficiency. <laughs> so efficient. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Only one Man. turnover. Yeah. That's a Not that's a Stanley Jayhawk. Johnson performance yeah, right there. Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure that yeah, Stanley Johnson the the first ever worst performance of the week. Yeah. Bring it back. Well, how about this? We got the Golden State Warriors as well getting crushed by 30 points and we were just talking about Steph Curry being on a tear. Well, that night, I don't know what happened. He didn't tie his shoes or I don't know, got in a fight <laughs> with his wife before the game. I'm not sure, but <laughs> Nobody showed up to play this game as Donovan Mitchell looked like an all-star out there. Rudy Gobert dominating inside. Ricky Rubio looking like the player we all thought he was one day going to be. So once once in a while, the lightning actually does strike. That is Ricky Rubio. (laughs) And he showed up with 23 (laughs) points. Ricky Rubio to lightning. (laughs) Dude, he's lightning. Yeah, I mean. Love a good point guard, man. (laughs) But there yeah, you man. go, 20% three-point shooting from the Warriors, 1 for 7 from Curry, 0 for 5 from Durant. They're just Yikes. they're spending too much time the night before with that, that hot Salt Lake City nightlife. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. Well, didn't they, didn't they diss the, the night? Local Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure last like when they played them in last year's playoffs, they were like ripping on Utah for being a boring place and they're like man we oh, wish that's right. yeah we wish the clippers yeah. made it cuz at least we can go out to LA and like have fun well i mean what's in utah bro oh. <laughs> they don't even sell liquor on sundays <laughs> yeah that is the epitome of arrogance right there <laughs> but hey they got utah got that win and that's one step closer to potentially making the playoffs we'll see but uh jeff t 2 points 1 for 12 shooting Hey, at least he made one shot against uh, Josh Jackson. But dude was responsible for a crucial mistake at the end of this game. What happened here, Sean? So, I mean, I didn't actually get to watch this game. I got most of my information from a Reddit post here. 
was a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, and man, he was just ripping into Jeff Teague. <laughs> like, yeah. So I guess I, I uh, actually I linked a YouTube video. I'll, I'll put that in the description for the podcast. But it's basically all of Jeff Teague's mistakes in this game, and like all of his misses. Um, he was just playing terrible defense the entire game, just letting guys blow by him for layups, like without really alerting anybody else for help. Um, he missed a lot of layups of his own. I mean, <laughs> thanks to his run for 12 shooting there. Um, he got a technical foul late in the game. He called a timeout when they had none with like 12 seconds left and the game was so close. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> it's probably like the most, Jeez. like, yeah, for a professional NBA player, like, he just had a complete mental lapse this game. Mr. Jeff Teague, um, he's a decent player, but I mean, I if mean, the Hawks let go of him, let let him walk away for a reason, and I guess this is it right here. <laughs> yeah, that's something I would do when I was playing, <laughs> and I'm not good at basketball. <laughs> I think I could do the same that he did that night. I think I would have been that good. <laughs> that good? Yeah, that, yeah, that, <laughs> that good. good. Yeah, that was <laughs> that'd be good for me. Good. Yeah. If I'm, I could go, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. <laughs> What can I say? <laughs> hey, so here's a here's a new segment that I wanted to introduce to our podcast. It's basically, does anybody care, man? <laughs> These are the news that happens in the league about things that maybe nobody really cares, but I guess they're news. And here's one, Hakeem Noah. I bet you didn't know he was still playing, but <laughs> I guess he's still in the NBA and he's still getting paid pretty well. Oh, of course. But uh, the New York Knicks have basically dismissed him, exiled him, suspended <laughs> him, whatever word you want to use. After he had a confrontation with coach, with coach Hornehek at practice, then he's basically not allowed to return to the team until after February 8th. That's if he doesn't get traded, though. I highly doubt anybody's going to take his awful contract <laughs> yeah. of like $18 million a year Nobody for a dude cares. who's... Yeah. And, yeah, I think that's and based what... off that, I don't think anybody cares <laughs> about the, this news. <laughs> I didn't care about Joakim Noor before you said this. <laughs> 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 all all, he's, yeah, all he's known for is that meme yeah, hey, <laughs> with yeah. him tying his yeah. hair back. <laughs> no, and then all, all the last memory I have is Joakim Noah was from the Game of Zones last year where they like spoofed him shooting an underhand free throw. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, what a, well, how the mighty have fallen. This guy was an NCAA national champion at one point. He was like a defensive player of the yeah, year he, too, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, he was great on the Bulls. Yeah. Well. Anyways, the Milwaukee Bucks this week for hot teams, teams that are trending up. How can we not put this these guys in there? Milwaukee Bucks winning four straight since losing their head coach. <laughs> Especially a head coach that Giannis apparently forewarned he was going to get fired. So they had some bromance going on between them. But, hey, Jason Kidd's not missed in that locker room, I guess. with fifth, with their As their fifth in offensive rating, second in defensive rating, number one in net rating. Um, and with Jabari Parker coming back, yeah, dude, nothing but upside for these guys. Basically, means they're playing the best basketball in the NBA for the last week, which is which is really cool. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't expect Jason Kidd being fired to like happen. I didn't expect them to start winning like this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. is your head coach? But the same thing kind of happened with the Phoenix Suns uh, at the beginning of the season when they got rid of Earl Watson. Uh, you saw them That's actually right. start to win games and not just be like, this is going to be like the worst team ever made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that spot is being claimed by the Atlanta Hawks or the Orlando Magic. They're comp- they're competing for it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, classic Magic. <laughs> yeah, but uh, on the opposite end of there is the sinking fast teams who are basically, you know, pushing holes into their own ship to try to sink back, <laughs> and that's a. Uh, that's the Detroit Pistons. Oh, well, I guess they're helping themselves they're out with trying. that Blake Griffin trade. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, they had lost eight straight, making them making their last 10-game record at Yikes. two of eight. Um, but, hey, they beat the Cavs, though. So maybe <laughs> yeah. they're on an upward trend. So they're not yeah. the worst team, but they are trending down. But the team that's probably trending the worst, Sean, I'll let you <laughs> talk about this. Yeah, ironically, <laughs> on the other side, it's going to be the Clippers. They haven't sunk yet, but there's a lot of holes in the ship, and the water's about <laughs> to reach that level where the holes are gonna play a factor. Yeah, yeah. We already lost. We're on a one-game losing streak, and uh, by next week we'll probably be on a five-game losing streak. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna predict that one early. Yeah, 
Utah Jazz fans are crossing their fingers here and (laughs) (laughs) hoping they can use the Clippers as a little booster seat to boost their way into the playoffs now. But uh, we'll see. But to close the the podcast out, here's the final thought, and that's on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think they just need to remember that nothing is predestined. And what I mean by that is that all these rumors keep coming out about LeBron James going somewhere else, going here or going there. But I think they need to remember that LeBron James, like any other human being, is we're hesitant and uh, we can be hypocritical and we can um, be indecisive. And I don't think LeBron James has set his mind. And right now, I think they're at a, a turning point in their franchise with Kevin Love going down. And I think they can decide right here and today and within the next three days before the tread deadline whether or not they actually want to put a strong effort to keep this guy. And how do you do that? You trade that pick. And I've been saying they should be trading it since <laughs> the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, because this is the list right here of the last number six picks. Um, you got Jonathan Isaac in 2017, Buddy Hill 2016, Wally Colley Stein 2015, Marcus Smart 2014, Nolens Noel, Damian Leonard, Jan Vesely, oh and Iko Udo. <laughs> I mean, one of these guys turned out to be an all-star. Damian Leonard. Is Damian Leonard any kind of, even comes close to a LeBron James replacement? I don't think so. So if you're hanging on to that, yeah, Cleveland, you're in for an unfortunate ending to this season with LeBron James possibly becoming a Clipper or a Laker. No, no. he will not be a Clipper. <laughs> I'm a Clipper fan. It's not going to happen. He doesn't want us. Yeah. So my, <laughs> so my call here is basically Cleveland. Make a move and get rid of JR, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Package it up with whoever you got to, but make an effort and keep LeBron James and make this team relevant. Now the owner, I actually know, the man. owner, it's... is going to make a really big effort to keep LeBron James because it's been reported that um, – the owner wants to sell the Cavs, but in order for the Cavs to have any sort of value, they need a long-term commitment from LeBron James, which would mean a big trade would need to happen to keep him after this year. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Wow. So we'll see that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is the Second Stringers NBA podcast. We had a stand-up comic, Tommy McGuan. Tommy, you didn't really make us Ooh. laugh this whole podcast, man. Come on. Hey, I had a- what? I said some <laughs> jokes, man. Come on. I giggled a little bit. Yeah, yeah you guys giggled. <laughs> I heard it. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. The, show the only, joke, <laughs> the only oh, yeah. joke in this podcast is the Clippers right now. Uh, <laughs> oh. We got to end it now. We're, we're done. Oh, it's that Lakers hat. Oh. Thanks for being on, Mark. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Have a good one, guys. See you next time.